0: to our program so, look. so moving into previews
1: all right so i didn't take notes like you did oh that's okay right. so so i'll work off yours with you
0: yeah all right so first game up we got uh we got kick-ass Kistner at three and two taking on jt hackenberg at one and four and one thing with the uh spreads this week because bye weeks and stuff are coming up actually went through and players that haven't or teams that haven't set lineups yet and stuff I just did a quick search and said okay we'll take you know this best backup on their bench and I added those points up to that so the spreads are my own this week. All right, But yeah so in this case kick ass Kistner's favorite over Hackenberg by 23 points
1: which seems pretty aggressive. It it is considering uh, Hackenberg was number one scorer last week. Yeah I mean K- Kishner has a good team, though. I mean, he does.
0: And they actually score more points when he does set a, a whole lineup, which he did last week. So uh, I I could see it. Yeah, Tony, I don't know. Does he get suspended? Seems like he probably would. And then Kyle Pitts is uh, on a bye this week.
1: So that ain't going to help. Uh, Tony's on his taxi squad, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Tony's still on the taxi squad. So. Do you pull him off if he don't get suspended?
0: I don't know. He just had his ankle X-ray too. That I guess is feeding back into my thing with Tony, though. Is there's just so many red flags, you know? Injuries. You know he's a fucking dumbass. You know, at least last week he had good hands and good feet. I'll admit he had a great game, but I'd watch him. I'd want to see it more than once before before I use that lose that roster spot for a guy that I might not be able to use.
1: Well, yeah, you got that. You got possible suspension. You know what? Let's face, it. he's a rookie it's hard to want to throw any rookie in one if you only see it once. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say your first round pick r- rookies are more reliable than he was picked in the first round. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a guy that always needs to see everything twice before I actually believe where it is and that yeah. they're playable. So Yeah,
0: and Joe Judge was quoted saying after Tony had his ankle at trade, it's not something that's going to be season-ending. It's what Joe Judge said. So that's not real encouraging for the next several weeks anyway.
1: No, not at all. And and like you said, if he pulls him off, then Benny loses that roster spot, right? Yeah. Which we've already went through and said they're one of the teams that need their spots right now. Yeah. Although they could cut Todd Gurley if they needed a spot. Yeah. They, yeah. Think Thinking he's not playing this year. It, it sure doesn't look that way. I mean, barring an injury or something like that, you know,
0: a desperation play by some team. Yeah, I don't see it.
1: So I I will give us some props of the, uh, the Marlon Mack pickup, just because the rumors are out there that Kansas City is looking for trading for him. Yeah, and I heard about that. When we were talking a couple of weeks ago that Marlon Mack was the pickup and stash there, Goes mm-hmm. to Kansas City might have something on your hands there. Yeah, really.
0: So, yeah, and again,
1: you know, saving money in season like, what's it going to do for you? I mean, nothing really, absolutely nothing. So, what else you got here? Six overall scoring through week four, seventh in points scored for Hackenberg. Yeah. yeah, so basically, all that notes, uh, but Steven has Marlon, Matt. Yeah, I know someone picked him up. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, you know, I thought you were I was just
1: giving that. us a little props there just in case it happens. Yeah, yeah. In our chest early. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's never too early. Exactly, might be the yeah. only chance we get to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, so basically, all that note though with Hackenberg is, uh, yeah, you can actually see the the rebuild strategy coming together for these guys. I mean, especially after a big week for Pitts. I mean, honestly, that that's the the bright side that everyone's been looking at for Pitts since all the the draft hype and everything. He was a monster out there this last week. Yeah, I guess uh, that's all I was saying is you know stay in the flames, keep. Keep doing what you're doing. The rebuild is working. Looks like it's working. I mean, if these guys work out for you, you got a a super young team, an affordable team that you'll be able to keep together. And honestly, when you look at the lay of the land, they're not going to play like they did last week every week. But if these guys start to emerge, I mean, this could be a toilet bowl champ this year. I don't think they're playoff bound this year, but it could be, like I said, toilet champ this year. Get yourself another high pick, have another good draft, and, and maybe this rebuild comes together pretty quickly.
1: This ends up being the toilet bowl champ. There's and Pitts actually it is good. There are a lot of nice pieces on this team. Yeah. Her Herbert's a stud. Oh, that yeah. That guy. I, I mean Metcalf and Lamb are as good as they get. Marquise Brown's having a fine year. We already talked about Pitts. Rugs is coming along a little bit. Yeah. Get get that high picking. fix this running back situation. Although yeah. they got uh Dobbins that's on the IR for the year too. So That'll help that situation, yeah. yeah, yeah. This this should be a quick turnaround rebuild.
0: Yeah, and then looking at the uh, the Kistner side, uh, you know they're they're twelfth in wide receiver scoring and twelfth in linebacker scoring, but they're spending the third most dollars for both of those positions. So I'd be starting to look here at well, one just straight away, I'd just cut Denzel Mims. Like he's he's doing nothing. They were even reluctant to play him when they had uh, injuries this last week. It's too bad. I think Mims is a good player, but this coaching staff don't care for him. It doesn't seem like like this would be a prime place to to start looking at. You know, like I was mentioning David Long earlier, start trimming some fat from this linebacker core and, and get yourself a couple of less expensive guys. I mean, they're really not in bad shape. There's no one no one on their linebacker group that I think just needs to you just need to get rid of them. But start looking if you're paying that much money for that little production, then then it's time to, that's why that points per dollar tab. So that's one of the tabs here on the league sheet for, for people that come and look at it. That kind of gives you an idea how much you're paying and what you're getting out of it. And uh, yeah, like I said, in the linebacker area, kick-ass Kistner actually after this week, they moved from 12th to 10th for linebacker scoring, but they're still 10th place and paying the third amount, third most dollars for their linebackers. That's just something that should jump out at you and say, like, what, what can we do to increase that efficiency? I mean, either you're either overpaying or underperforming, one of the two. Now, granted, they have Blake Martinez on IR. They have Greenlaw on IR. But, but still, there's a lot of money here that's not really producing. Like Zach Cunningham, at $30, bucks, i am probably considering trying to find someone else or not. He did draft Michael Parsons, who looks like that, so that's something that's going to work out for the Cowboys. A.J. Klein could probably get cut at this point and replace him with a less expensive guy. And that's one thing I'll throw out there is just a reminder, because I've seen this from from this team in particular a lot, is try not to go and pick guys up on game days. So Thursday, Sundays and Mondays, everyone you sign on those days costs $10. It's a free pickup. It's more emergency use. These are guys... You didn't notice an injury. You didn't notice this. You, you really want to be picking your guys up off of waivers, and get some lower bids out there to uh, to help your team budget. And that's how A.J. Klein wound up on this team. But it's time to churn through him, get rid of him, go go pick someone else up, but, but put in for him on a Monday night or not on a Monday night. Sorry, on a Tuesday, Tuesday night after the game or something like that and get him through waivers and get your team some dollars back that way.
1: Absolutely. You know what? When we all had money for the last two years, it was something you didn't have to pay much attention to. Money's getting tighter for most of us anyways. Yeah. So very, very important yeah. to the extent of I had to pick up a player on game day. I don't really have enough money to keep them. I picked up uh, Jalen Ramsey just because I needed defensive back last week yeah. Or the, or the week before. But again, I just couldn't sustain the ten bucks because I was like, "Shit, I'm out of money here." I would have much rather picked them up for a dollar on Friday or Saturday. But yeah, such it goes that way sometimes. But yeah, no, try I, not try not to do it if you don't have to, though.
0: I had yeah. to. Yeah, and and that's why I don't lock signings down on game days. Some leagues do that, but you know we'll, we'll need the flexibility there so you can, you know, like I said, the goal is to give everyone to fill their roster. But uh, yeah, avoid it when you can.
1: All right, next game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the next one up is uh, actually you playing against the green wall. So show me your TDs against the green wall. We're showing TDs favored by 39 points. So that's a pretty big one.
1: Absolutely. I'm the highest scoring team in the league. First one over a thousand, anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you've been on a roll for sure. 200 points pretty much every week. So this, this is going to be a tough one for the green wall, but. You know, last week was too, and they just about pulled it out. So
1: anything could happen. Cool. my defense is bad. I didn't look completely at my defensive rankings here. i are ugly. <coughs> six, 6, 10, and 11. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and, I pulled those numbers, though, uh,
0: before this week, because I put this together on Monday before the game. So looking back at it now after the Monday night game, so this week's points are in it. You are uh,
1: 3, 12, and 9. So a little bit better, but not a whole ton better. And yeah. I'm throwing money at that linebackers like no tomorrow too shouldn't be twelve. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So that same advice you know gave before kind of holds up for you too is if you're if you're throwing that much money at them and not getting anything out of it, I mean you know maybe you turn through you pick up a David Long for a few less dollars or or whatever. Yeah, just again that's the points per dollar sheet on the league sheet. That's really what it's for is to help uh, just help you see what you're doing there. Yeah, so in your case, you're now at number 12 overall scoring for linebackers, but you're paying the second most dollars. So Yeah,
1: you- I, I knew I was paying up for them. Yeah. All right, Joe's going after linebackers and free agency.
0: Yeah, and so for the green wall, one thing that really jumped out at me when I was looking at this uh, this preview, they only have one, one wide receiver that's active on their bench, and that wide receiver is Greg Davis. So this team's got to go out and get some receiver help, you know, We talked about Khalif Raymond. Uh, Quez Watkins is out there now, even from the Eagles, so he might want him or uh, go find Guy with Pulse. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, to to fill that spot. I mean, there's even an empty roster spot here, so you don't even have to cut anyone. Like, get someone. That Guy with Pulse will do if that's all you can find. But um, like I said, Khalif Raymond's going to be getting targets, which is better than a guy that doesn't get targets. But, yeah. You know, we're we're getting into bye weeks and stuff. Like Greg Davis is not going to be what saves your team this year.
1: And there's a handful of receivers out there that are rosterable, anyways. Yeah, like you, you know, said, Raymond Watkins with Pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazard's still out there. I mean, there, there there's a handful of guys that are going to play. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm just waiting for the text, and
0: I can't find that with Pulse guy anywhere on the list.
1: <laughs> He's way down and bid big money on him. Yeah,
0: and then uh, you brought it up already, but uh, you know you're you're the highest scoring team out there, but offenses are gonna falter. You know you're gonna have your your off week, so it, you know we already kind of talked about it, but it makes sense for you to really specifically the linebackers, but uh, just in general trying to to find some diamonds out there to put on your squad. I mean, if you can get your defensive scoring up a little bit, and even when you're if your offense falters some, you're, you're still gonna be golden. This is going to be a year where you, I mean, obviously you're looking
1: at going deep into
0: the playoffs.
1: Every linebacker I touch this year turns to shit. Just one of them things. Yeah, I hear you. I, well, I already whined about the Nick Vigil
0: thing. You could stick with your current strategy of, well, once they start to be terrible, just give them more money and keep
1: them on your roster. Yes, and then they become terrible again. <laughs> that's, that's what Kenny Young decided to do to me. Yeah, yeah, that one's actually interesting. I, I bet on him, too. You want him from me. Yeah, it just leaves me in a conundrum I don't know what to do with them. Uh, I mean, I'm keeping them for now, but I got, I got some money now with Hilaire going on the IR, so we'll spend yeah. this week. We'll spend it all. Fuck it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Anything else before we go to Game 3?
0: Yeah, no. No, we're up. Game 3's up. Boys in Black by 30. Yeah. Yeah, pretty heavily favored in this one. Uh, yeah, 2-3 and three Boys in Black. One in four
1: team Honda killer going at, going at it this week. Man, the champ just keeps falling.
0: Oh, it's bad, isn't
1: it? Although I think he won this week. Yeah, yeah, he got his
0: first win this week. But, man, he's another one. You sit there you look at his team, and, yeah, just on
1: paper, it should be good, but, but it's not. We predicted a wide range of outcomes. I When we, when we were talking about that, uh, I wasn't thinking this wide of a range. yeah. I was thinking a fairly decent team that makes the playoffs or a, a team that's close that doesn't make the playoff. I wasn't thinking one of the one of the worst teams in the whole thing. So yeah, he has fallen hard.
0: Well, and especially when you pull up the max possible points. I mean, he's right there, second from the bottom. Like the team's just not not performing for him this year.
1: What is going on with his team? Bring this team up here.
0: Well, I mean, Miles Sanders has been a, a pretty big disappointment this year then, uh, you know, the Chris Carson injury, and the writing was kind of on the wall. that The team was sort of starting to look at moving on from Chris Carson, which, you know, he started this year strong, but now he's injured. Even before he was actually out, he was splitting time with Alex Collins of all people a week ago, so yeah. yeah.
1: Nelson Aguilar hasn't really turned into what people thought he was going to. An injury of Terrell Williams leaves him a starter as the Atlanta guy he's- Zahatius? How do you say his name? Uh Olamid Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? Yeah. Yeah, which leaves him there for a starter. Yeah. Definitely he was a receiver in here. That's it. Yeah, I mean he has Devo, but Devo's on a buy. So. Right. So yeah, Juju Smith's hurt now on him. Yeah. So he, he just went
0: and I I think that was his plan to beef up his receiver cores. He traded for Juju, but then Juju
1: got hurt. So kind of back to
0: square one there. Yeah,
1: shit. He's He's another one with IR problems that we're talking about. Yeah. That'll do it every time. Yeah. Decide if it's a fluke or it's time for the rebuild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that's, he's at the point where that's the question I guess he probably has to be asking himself. I mean, he's got, you know, Mahomes is going to be the best or the top three quarterback in the NFL for the next 15 years. But other than that, like Miles Sanders, dude, it's hard to trade him away at this point because you even get any value off him. I mean, he has been consistent, but he's been consistently like a low end running back, too.
1: He's been consistent, but they don't give him the ball there. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to like Gainwell better. Uh, yeah. Which is wild because Sanders is a talented back. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got Odell Beckham,
0: who just continues to show that Eli Manningham was propping him up all those years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's funny to say it, and I say it a lot, but it
1: sure seems that way. I mean, Baker
0: ain't a terrible quarterback and those two cannot get on the same page. I
1: was going to say, I think you said it right earlier, there's just something not right there. Yeah. Cause Beckham's a better player than this. And like you said, uh, Mayfield's not a bad quarterback, just something that doesn't click. Yeah. Are the, either one of these teams going to, uh, field the starting lineup.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I even noted here. And we, we talked about this at the top of the show, but, uh, You know, for Honda Killer, and it applies to Fish too, uh, Boys and Band-Aids, say you're going to have to make some painful cuts this week unless you can trade your way into a starting lineup. Uh, And actually, this is where the idea came from. If if you see the note right here, does this make the argument to expand rosters by one or two slots or IR IR slots instead? Um, This was the preview I was writing up that made me actually put the text out there. I know it's easy to make the the connection that my team's in trouble too. And that's why I did it, but it was actually doing the analysis on
1: this game. I
0: was like, man, I kind of think we need more IR spots or more slots or something.
1: So the more of the argument is I'm looking here and not digging too deep, but um, there's four teams in this league that don't have, will not make it through buys without taking some cuts that they're not going to like. Yeah. So it looks like you, uh, yeah, Honda Killer, Boys in Black, and Hackenberg are all going to really struggle through these bye weeks. Yeah. Again, if, kind of if you're on a rebuild, you're like, whatever, but you know what? It still affects other people. You know, I, I, Fish is a so so team. He needs this game as badly as anybody. You know, so he, he needs to try to start to roster a starting lineup. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when, when you look at Fish's situation, it's
0: as much as the injuries have been been getting him this year i mean he's favored in this matchup which would put him at three and three And if he wins you know he's
1: in it he's in the mix of it
0: yeah yeah but he kind of he kind of needs this win to be in the mix of it like his next three games he's going up against uh this is his first game against the champions division and then his next three are you jeremy and i think matt right yeah oh no you jeremy and steven so, yeah, so he's
1: got a gauntlet after this, so he needs this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, but then he pulls out of there, and he's got uh, Darian, Kistner, and the number of crunchers. So you so can—he's got him, no cakewalk. Yeah, no, you can see him being six and seven going back into the into the final divisional round games this this week, you know, this year. So, but six and seven means that he needs two wins out of three, which is what he got in the first three weeks against his division. So he's, right. in the, he's in the easier division. Maybe some of the injuries are clearing up by then. Maybe they're worse, although I can't imagine. <laughs> but I, I think this is a team, especially with uh, the number crunchers faltering just a little bit, this is a team that could win their division, go to the playoffs this year, especially if the injury pendulum starts swinging back the other way in the last half of the season. Right, but, and,
1: and this is where I made the argument. It's just very important that we can have every team field in the lineup. Like, yeah. obviously, it's very important to Chris right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: you, you could say as early in the season as it is, this is a, a make-or-break game for him for this year. You know, he goes the next three weeks. You know, like I said, you, Jeremy, and Steven, he's going to be projected to lose those three. If he manages to pick up a win there, he'll almost guarantee – if he wins this week, that would almost guarantee him a playoff spot if he wins one out of the next three after this week. Right. But he can also, if he wins this one, he can go 0-3, still have a good shot at the playoffs, and not feel bad about it. I mean, when I when I run that gauntlet and I play, you know, you, Stephen, and, well, I got a win on Stephen this year, but, uh, you know, you, Jeremy, and Matt, when I get to that part of the gauntlet for mine, if I drop all three of those games, I'm not going to feel that bad about it. You know, I hope to win one of them, but, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I think this is a real crucial game for him. Absolutely. So this text has to come out fairly early tomorrow. We have to try to push for a vote for Yeah, people yeah. to vote sometime throughout the day.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. If, if we get a unanimous vote five minutes after the last votes cast, I'll, uh, I'll open up the spots.
1: Yeah, you can open up these spots, and then people can spend in free agency to kind of get their lineup set. And... Yeah. Yeah, uh, again, and it's all just for betterment in the league. You know, I, I don't want to watch anybody crash and burn. And yeah. this is everyone's league, just not mine or yours or whomever's. It's all of us. Yeah. No,
0: I think it's a good move for the league. And I'm certain that we can pass it with a normal vote and that it will pass with a normal vote in the offseason. It's just, like I said, changing, changing the rules midseason is, is the tough part of it.
1: Absolutely. All right. Anything else about this game?
0: Yeah, no. Next up, you know, game four. Got the uh, Buffalo Pollocks versus the Number Crunchers. Buffalo Pollocks at four and one, Number Crunchers three and two. We got the Pollocks favored by 23 points here, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not that much.
1: Oh, you got the notes here. He only needs a kicker for the bye week. Yeah. Start to the bye week. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: getting, Number Crunchers are easing on into it a little bit. But, you know, they are an underdog. So they will make sure they, they have a good look at. You know, what's on their roster, what's available, if there's anything. They've got a good enough team. There's probably not a whole lot that's interesting to this team on the uh, waiver wire, but uh, it's worth looking. Uh, the number crunchers actually have never beaten the uh, Buffalo Pole ops in the regular season before. Well, number crunchers previously, the Hokies, Hokies for Life team.
1: So this number crunchers team is another team that just – it can explode at any time. It's a good team, uh, there's a lot of good talent on this team, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's usually Stephen running away with these things. But like you said, that 23 point spread is not that big. And I see you got written down here. Uh, Steven's struggling a little bit with the flexes for the offense and the defense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things that I really, the way I interpret that, um, no, no, sorry, this is the number crunchers that's struggling with their their flex spots. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But the, the same point still goes is to me, when I see teams that are struggling at the flex spot, it means that you're having a tough time putting good choice, you know, good players into those spots, basically, you know, you get the fluke one where you put someone in and gets injured in you know, five minutes in or whatever. But when it's consistently at that level, it kind of tells me that you really need to look at depth, which again, especially for defense, because even right now there's, well, we named several already tonight, but, uh, there's choices out there on defense. It's just make sure you're building some depth, and uh, it's going to help even out your team. You know, It seems it seems like a lower bang for your buck. Defensive players score less than offensive players, but uh, you, you really want to see if you can't lift that level up a little bit. You know, Strengthen up the defense. I mean, in this case, yeah. No, sorry. They're sixth, first, and third. So, actually, they're pretty solid on defense. Um, it's just the flex spots you were talking about. Yeah, so I, I guess that's the point. Is they got a, a pretty strong lineup there, but then when you look at their depth pieces, it, it, they're either not performing or they're just not that good. And that's really what you have to decide and, and see if there's anything you want to do about it. I mean, you had a few weeks where he's trying to start that Zach Baum. We've talked about that already. This is another one where you see Matt Judon, who is great, being used at the linebacker position some, which is, has worked out so far this year. But, yeah, I mean, you – like always, there's some things you can move around. I'm probably, you know, um, at this point I would cut Zach Bond. I'd go pick up, you know, one of the guys we talk about every week. Um, Shaq Thompson's been out, which doesn't help, but uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of shuffling here. You can pick up a little bit more depth, you know, like I said, cut Zach Bond loose, maybe cut Carlton Davis loose. He's not going to do much anymore. Maybe he will, but uh, yeah, I, I would move some things around here and just try to improve
1: the edges of my defense a little bit, because the core of it's Pretty darn strong here. Right. Steven, just keep starting James Robinson. <laughs> See, wasn't that bad of a trade, no? Oh, no, he's probably feeling pretty good
0: about it now. I mean, man, imagine what those Jaguars will turn into after they cut Urban Meyer tomorrow.
1: Uh, to, yeah. Look, actually, it's just per- a mess. It's
0: perfect timing. They could actually fire him now because I hear Chucky's looking for work.
1: Perfect. Get Chucky over there, he'll straighten everything out send racially racial emails and everything else. So, I mean, what's, what's the lesser of two evil sending the ra- racial emails or getting some 20 year old blonde girl to grind up on you when you ditched your team. To... Well, but at least Chucky's not a complete fucking joke. I guess now he
0: kind of is when you see his email habits, but
1: yeah, no. Anyways, neither one of them
0: are great right now.
1: No, not at all. Yeah. Urban Meyer will be a whole episode by itself. Ian Gotta be oh. the worst coach in football.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he Urban Meyer is that much of a fucking train wreck that he's got Adam Gase calling his
1: agent saying, come on, you can't find me a job. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Adam Gase would look like a savior over there right now. Oh, man. How great would that be if Gase winds up being their coach? Oh, perfect.
0: Oh, that would be something. (laughs) Yeah. he He could go get like fucking Rexy, sexy Rexy as his D coordinator. I mean, you could, you could put something special together there. Maybe you could get yes. Jeff, Jeff Fisher to come back out as his OC.
1: Perfect. That, oh. that would be the best. Oh, that team I'd, would be a jug, juggernaut immediately. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> the sad thing is Rex Ryan or Jeff Fisher would be an extreme upgrade over what they have there right now. This and that's true. pretty sad to say. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Urban Meyer don't have a clue. Yeah. No, he's just, he's got to go. Yeah. All right. Game five. Yep. Oh, Maintenance woes by forty-one over Legion of Boom.
0: Yeah. It's not pretty. Yeah, and that's uh, the three and two maintenance woes. So in third place in the Champions Division versus the zero and five Legion of Boom. Uh, yeah, the unluckiest
1: team in the league, it seems like. Even even compared to you, fish. Yeah. Yeah. Everything Darian touching right now is just turning the ship for him. Yeah. Talk about underperforming teams. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Shakes man, up the been...
1: lineup, and then Gaskin goes off on the bench. Exactly. Uh, it just—we've all been there, you know. I, I, I actually
0: don't know if Darian listens to the—I know he does sometimes, but if he listens to this podcast regularly. But the only thing I can say to him, and obviously I say it to him in person too, will be on a couple of days. But it had every one of us. If we're—if you're playing fantasy and you've been doing it for more than a year, you have this where you sit there, you do all your homework, you say, okay, yeah, Gaskin's just not getting the work. You know, I'm going to sit him. I'm going to pull this guy out. I'm going to make this move. And then it all blows up in your face. And it's like, well, what the fuck?
1: You know, we've all had it. Every single one of us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm having a microcosm of this with my linebackers this year, but yeah, it it happens team wide because I say every eight, 10 years, you get the injury riddled season somewhere in between them eight and 10 years, you get this season too, where you just, you you can't, you couldn't go and pay a guy with strippers to get him to score your points, you know? So it, you just got to push through this. You just got to persevere through this to it'll get better. There's next year there. There's a lot working for his team. And I think I said it two weeks ago when I played them, maybe, Mm -hmm. I was actually worried about that team just exploding and coming out with all kinds of points. Yeah. So, yeah, you just got to push through. Yeah. So you got some notes in here about bidding.
0: Yeah, so that's something, and I've seen this from a few teams, but I saw a specific instance of it, I think last week it was, where Alex Collins, Chris Carson, people knew he was a little bit banged up, whatever. Everyone figured Alex Collins was getting playing time, and he put a bid out there. This team bid on Alex Collins for $0, which is – a complete waste so someone turned around and bid two dollars and got him so if you would have bid a dollar obviously that wouldn't have made a difference but the minimum salary in the league is a dollar and whatever you bid on a player is what their salary will be when they join your team so and I, i've seen it before where people bid zero dollars on someone and someone else gets that player for one dollar but there's no benefit at all to putting a zero dollar bid on a player because even if you get them If they don't have another minimum salary, then they're going to, you're going to pay them a dollar. So the only reason that $0 bids are allowed is because if, if you set an actual minimum that you can bid it, it can lock things up sometimes like it'll make it so you can't put a bid in or, or something like that. You know, I just wanted to make sure that, um, if you need to pick up a player and the salary cap thing if i haven't adjusted it or i haven't updated it recently enough that you're never locked out from being able to make a pick up um but other than that you should never use the zero dollar bid unless there's something wrong with the system and it won't let you bid a dollar right so that that's a move that probably would help this team a lot and not for nothing but it's seahawks so his favorite team just uh just like i said a little fyi public service announcement whatever you want to call it like the $0 bids, just, they don't help. They
1: don't help your team. Right. Got to pay them something for going to work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing is sitting at zero and five, especially if this winds up being a tough week for them, this might be a team that wants to start looking at a rebuild. You know, I mean, if if you can get the right stuff out of some, you know, if you can trade off some pieces and get the right stuff out of it, you might be able to make it a reload even instead of a rebuild sort of, you know. Um, he's got three players in particular that are probably worth something more than just one single first round pick and moving on from really two of them make more sense than the third, but Kamara and, uh, Cooper, Amari Cooper, both make sense to try to deal to someone who's trying to make a run this year. If you can pick up, up, pick up a haul for him. I mean, don't just go trade away your best assets for nothing. Whereas Brown is, uh, AJ Brown's obviously a much younger guy probably makes less sense to get rid of him because you could rebuild around him. Right.
1: Um, yeah, you, you know what? Especially a team with any kind of money, um, yeah. making trying to make any kind of run at this. I know Kamara gets paid a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know you're not the biggest Cooper guy in the world, but you know what? Cooper's a damn good receiver.
0: He's uh, uh, Mike Evans, maybe not. He's better than every receiver on my team, even though I don't love the guy except for maybe Evans, and there it's a toss-up. Maybe he's better than Evans, I don't
1: know. Exactly, but uh, you know what, Amari Cooper is, and and I'll have numbers in front of me, I'm going to guess a perennial top 12 receiver. Uh, Yeah, Between 10 and 12, maybe he sneaks in the 8 or 9 occasionally, but yeah, so he's a very good receiver, and you know what, A.J. Brown has a chance of being the number one receiver in any given year. He's working out completely this year, but he's had some injuries and stuff, but Yeah, no, there's some value there, and Camara goes without say. Everyone knows who Camara is.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will say that there might be a little little trade ski brewing here, though, with the Legion of Boom, but, uh, you know, too early to announce it, but there's been some discussions at this point that, uh, yeah, you know, there might be some news as soon as tomorrow.
1: So, Steve, being the vulture that I am, as soon as I see one of these guys go, I come after the rest of the guys because yeah. that would sig- that would signal to me that the rebuild is on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I, I would say that that's probably appropriate, but I, I, I can't imagine how many
1: first round picks you would have to come up with to get Brown from. Well, I mean, we might just have to find out who knows. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly. I mean, you know, I'm, Joe loves his receivers. Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, if, if he goes full tilt and decides he's in rebuild, I mean, you you might be able to get Cooper from him. I mean, I know he really likes Cooper. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, you know, and we we had kind of talked about it before just because I'm extremely careful making trades with Junior there, but uh, I put together what I think is a pretty solid offer for, for Camara, and I'm not going to share all the details just yet, but uh, it, it maybe might work, and, uh, you know, when it's going to go through, I'll, I'll put the trade out in front of, in front of a couple of people in the league just to get a reaction. Cause again, I'm super, super careful about, uh, trading there. So it doesn't look like I'm, um, you know, dipping into the kids team there.
1: I, I get where you're coming from with the whole thing. And, and we had this conversation like, Oh, I trust you. And I think everybody in the league kind of trusts you. Darian might not like you after you screw him out of a player, but kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no. No shame in that, and you know what? No, no secret. Camaro is one of your favorite players, either. So, oh yeah, yeah. So,
0: so we'll see. You know, I mean, like come on, said, Darian,
1: show the whole old man who really is his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: will say he's getting a, a pretty comfortable.
1: If if it were to work out, it's a
0: pretty comfortable hole. That's good. Yeah, I was just going to say then on the the maintenance woe side. Yeah, it's the fifth overall team in scoring. They're at three and two, really just because Ackenberg blew up this week.
1: Yeah, highest um, scoring team.
0: Yeah, but uh, nah, they're healthy. They're not really fighting the injury thing too much. Like I said, fifth in scoring. You know, do what do what you've been doing. Keep winning games. Strong advice, sir. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? It's hard to fix something that ain't broken. And Matt's been pretty consistent all three years in this league. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's hard to pour out too much advice for, you know, the the favorite team and the blowout of the week. Absolutely. Like you said, keep it rolling. Yep. All right. Last game.
0: Yeah. Save the best for last every time.
1: Two four and one teams veto by 20. Yeah. Which Which in the big picture is nothing.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's a pretty tight line really. Uh, But yeah, game of the week, team veto takes on the purple people eaters with veto favored, like you said, by 20. So this is, uh, yeah. Well, just like we said, this is the game of the week. This is a big one. Whoever walks away from this can be feeling pretty good about their team.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, and th- this is more of a feel good game because whoever loses this game, it's not really any shame in it. And you're, it's not really even damning your playoff spot. So yeah. this is a game you want to win. Uh, this is a, this is a game that's a pretty even matchup and this is the one the measuring stick of your team, right? You yeah, know, we'll you're like that. you're like me and Jeremy are in the upper echelon here. Let let's see who's the big boy on the block here. So absolutely. And it's is this the closest game? Uh 20, 23, 30, 39. Yes. It is the closest game. Okay, yeah. So even better. So cool. Maybe we'll be sitting watching Monday night football, seeing where this game's gonna go. Yeah. It's always exciting to get the big the close matchups. None oh, of yeah. us love being in them games. We want to blow everybody out, but you know what? It's fun watching them, especially when it's not your team. Oh, I love but it. Absolutely. This is why we play for the excitement, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean it's right. this, this has
0: borderline playoff feel to it. But like oh, you said, absolutely it, it's not even that though. Like you said, I mean, whoever loses this game, you still got a fine shot at the playoffs and you know, whoever wins it, obviously, we got a real good shot at the playoffs. If you're just by virtue of being five and one, I mean,
1: yeah, getting to your fifth win that quickly, yeah, oh you're, yeah, you're in a good driver's seat. Yep. All right. Notes for Ian: Let your moves settle in. It's time to decide if you're willing to sell out for a playoff run or just keep working your roster. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, this is that time of year. You know, four and one, five and one. Chances are on my side that I'm going to make the playoffs. Um, There's been a few sort of under the radar trades made in the last week. Uh, Traded Damian Harris away for Aaron Donald and a pick. Um, And then I traded Robbie Anderson away for Alexander Madison to shore up my uh, Dalvin Cook stock there.
1: Did I miss your Aaron Donald trade? Oh, did you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mitch and I traded... Aaron Donald for Damian Harris. After I picked up Madison, I figured I could let a running back go.
1: Oh, I I definitely missed it. That's yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I took uh, Donald and his third pick and gave him Damian Harris. And I, I think I might have given him my fourth or fifth. Oh, okay. So, you know, I got looking at the roster at the point that I had Madison. I realized there wasn't a situation where I was going to start Harris this season. And so, you know, I went and then. Turned around, I just picked up Brandon Bolden, like just another dart throw from the same team. Uh, you know, Harris right. is prob- probably the better, better one to have there. But like I said, I'm, turn- I'm just to have him. Um, yeah. So that's what I mean by letting the recent move settle in. It's just kind of that immediately took me from my best defensive line scoring week up until last week, I think was four points or something. And I put Donald in there for me and he gets me 13 the first week I use him. So that, that makes a big difference, especially where I'm a little bit light at wide receiver. That's what I'm talking about. Is strengthening your defense kind of helps you cover over some of the dips and valleys and stuff. If your offense is a bit up and down.
1: Right. So it doesn't sound like it's time to decide. It, so, it sounds like it's been decided that we're making the run for it.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say that those two moves were selling out to, for the playoffs. Um, when I say that, like I said, there's some talks in the, in the works with junior. So I, I think it'd be safe to say I'm leaning towards that, but at the point that I, in my opinion, at the point you're looking at moving your first and second round picks for, you know, household name kind of players. I I think that's when you're selling out for this season because, you know, yeah, I gave up my third pick, but I have someone else's third pick. Like, Oh no! Sorry, I got—I gave up my fourth pick, but I got a third pick out of it. Damian Harris, like that's not giving up anything for the future for my team. I mean, because when health is, you know, when healthy, I have a strong enough running back room. Uh, But yeah, you know, if you go up and give, you know, a first and a second or a series of firsts over a couple years for, you know, well, we were talking about Kamara. Say it's for Kamara. Say it's for Derrick Henry. Whatever. Um, That—that's saying the time is now and you're giving up the ability to pick up next year's Jalen Waddle or next year's, you know, Najee or next, whatever. So
1: yeah, the next young guy.
0: Yeah. And and that's what I mean by the sellout is it's, I'm really on the cusp. I'm at the point. I need to make that decision because my team as it stands, is going to make the playoffs. I'm I'm confident in that, but it's not strong enough. I don't think to win at all.
1: So I'm going to guess you're going to start to see the, uh, these trades start to happen and really people decide what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we're getting to that point, especially with, I mean, obviously an O and 5 team, but even 1 and 4, if they have a tough week, the 1 and 4 teams, and you get 1 and 5, 1 and 6. I think that's really the time where, yeah, you'll see people really assessing and saying, okay, am I going to piece it out and try to get draft picks or am I going to try to build, you know, more tra- in the traditional way using draft picks to supplement what you already got?
1: Right cool. We all know I like trades. So if it's trade time a year, I'm all kinds of happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the draft season surprised us with the amount of trades. So mid season, you know, bumping up to the, the trade deadline, maybe we'll see a little flurry this year that, you know, people are starting to be able to peg what, the, what, what to expect from their team now, you know, not everyone has unlimited money and you can kind of start to see, more or less where your team's going to fall, start buying for a position in the draft and stuff like that. So.
1: Absolutely. Like that's my problem. I don't have a ton of money to go and shop around with. So yeah. So I might even have to dump a contract somewhere along the way. Yeah. All right. Then your note for veto constant rank of 12th at the D flex shows a little bit more depth is needed. Yeah. And so this is real similar to the member countries note is uh, this
0: is a strong defense. Uh, number two, three, four, somewhere in there, like top end. Um, and, and that's something Jeremy always does with the teams is he really focuses on the defense. But uh, being 12th at the flex spot, like it says, is the uh, same thing I was saying for the number crunches. I just kind of take a little peek, see if there's some fat there that you want to trim, go and get a cheaper player that's the same quality as what you got, or go and spend up and get – a player you think is better because there there are some decent players still sitting out there on the waiver wire for defense in particular.
1: Absolutely there we only point out a couple of them. There's still there's still a couple things out there.
0: Now what one, one thing I will say relatively big news for this team is uh Joe Schobert was spotted entering the facility today. So it looks like he's uh most likely coming back starting next week. Is
1: that an official announcement he's back or possibility that he's back? Uh as as official as we get,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's available for this coming week. All right, that's bullshit. So to date, no holdouts been paid, right? In this league? Um yes, Devin
0: White.
1: Oh, Devin White was paid.
0: Yeah, Steve Steven wound up paying him uh instead of waiting for him to come back.
1: Ah, you cave Steven. Didn't need to do that. So I've had defensive linemen two years in a row hold out, and I've paid neither one. If a defensive lineman holds out this year, I
0: give up. <laughs> yeah, but All yeah. Right. So, so you know, Showbert coming back obviously will help too. Maybe you don't have to beat the waiver wire quite as much. Been sitting there waiting for him, and and yeah. So he's back with the team today. As long as uh, his coach wants to put him on the field on a short week of practice, then he'll be available.
1: There you go. Everyone's back in camp.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess as an example, like Ed, Ed Oliver, Not, you know, we go on and on saying don't run defensive linemen in your flex spots. But, you know, if I had this team, I'm probably moving on from Ed, Ed Oliver, go pick up Everson Griffin, uh, just to have that guy there. I wouldn't use him as a flex, but I'd have him there when, when Bosa and Craig Hayward, are both or Cameron Hayward, <laughs> Craig Hayward, 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, when two of his other... Linemen are on a bye, I want Everson Griffin sitting on my bench rather than that Oliver. Oh, by far. I mean, I'm taking a look like Danny Trevathan. I don't, I don't know what he's doing any I'm sure he's still in the NFL, but I don't know what kind of season he's having. Uh, yeah, defensive back. I'm, I'm not really looking at anything. I mean, this team's solid, real solid at defensive back. But yeah, you know, I'm probably looking to move one of these linebackers and, and get a little bit more more depth as all. And it's uh, like we were saying, when you're a four and one team who's, you know, favored in your next matchup, there's not a lot of advice to
1: give. Oh, absolutely. All right, Ian, I can't go with three hours of sleep two nights in the same week. So we got some closing notes here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple, couple ones to hit here. By week start this week. Everyone start to be mindful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of talked about it already, but
0: yeah. Is there a London game this week? Uh, yeah, this should be Jaguars week for London, right? No, they were last week, weren't they? No, last week was
1: uh, Jets and Falcons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this week,
0: yeah, Dolphins and Jaguars in London.
1: All right, everyone remember that game's 9 30 Sunday morning. So, yeah, yeah, set so your lineup for sort of the way. night before. Yep. Uh,
0: yeah, so that's that. Uh, oh, I mentioned to you earlier, I don't know if it's when we were recording or before we started, but. I made for the people that like digging around on the league sheet and stuff. I made, I reformatted the versus sheet today and called it lifetime versus, gave it a new look, more information in there. What that page is, is it shows every team's performance specifically against every other team over the lifetime of the league. So if you want to know what's my record all time against the boys and band-aids, how many points do I score on average against this team versus that team? How many points do they score on me? Think, things like that. That's all there in a nice, you know, a nice layout. You know, it's got the color codes, easy to read. Whereas the old versus sheet was kind of bland. And this one's close to what I call the basement of the league sheet. You know, one of the, the last tabs, if you're scrolling along the bottom tabs there, uh, about three quarters of the way down, not one of the last ones. But uh, yeah, I... I think the look of it's a lot nicer. It's got more information in it. Uh, yeah, if that stuff interests you, it's sitting out there to, to look at.
1: It, that was much easier to look at than the other one was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the other one was uh, just just pure data. This actually has some some look to it.
1: All right. Then you your last note here, uh, we're going to be on Spotify now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so actually I threw a test episode up. It's uh, one of the ones I published last week to the league. The week five week five preview, I think it was. But I threw that up, got everything sorted out. So moving forward, every week when I send everyone the link from from the Google Drive, if you prefer, if you like Spotify or use Spotify, whatever, that'll be another new outlet where you can just go on Spotify, look up the NDFA podcast, Niagara Dynasty Fantasy Association, and, and you can listen to it there. So on an official podcasting website or service or whatever they call them. so yeah we're we're actually hosted now and uh yeah just kind of continuing to move on going to try playing with different tools and yeah oh, so, I agree.
1: so we're like big time now
0: i mean we got a total of one download so far officially on spotify oh, excellent yeah, yeah which was for me
1: so um another nine hundred ninety-nine thousand to go and we will be good and, and we're there yeah Yeah. So, you know, in the
0: coming throughout the season, I don't know when I'll get around to it. I'm going to start looking at how to drop sound clips in, you know, change the transitions between different segments, you know, just start start tightening things up a little bit, but one step at a time, you know, don't have a ton, a ton of time to commit to it on top of the editing and everything. But as I get free time and have an inkling to do it, we'll start making it a little bit better. All right. That works. Cool. All right. I think that's all I got. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, yeah, just keep plugging away. Hope everyone's enjoying the season. Or uh, I know some of you aren't enjoying the season, but maybe you will once we have a couple more IR
1: spots. And if you guys do listen to this and Ian gets it out tomorrow or whatever, uh, please vote on league rules as soon as you can. Like, we all, we all see the text message. It takes us two seconds. I mean, you can put some thought into it, but because I, I am going to shoot that text out tomorrow. You should see the text before you listen to the episode, I, unless Ian's staying up all hours of the night. But, yeah. Well, let, let's be active in the whole league and, you know, at least respond. Yeah. I'm really going to push for that tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Start texting people in that. You know, I'll tell you now, I'll, I'll vote yes.
1: Yeah, obviously, I'm bringing it up on the yes. I think you got a couple injured teams that probably for their own personal reasons we'll vote yes. So I, I almost think we're halfway there before anybody else even votes. But that's I'm just saying you know what I'm not telling you you have to vote yes or I'm not even pushing. I ain't being the government pushing the vaccination on you. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, just to please at least vote, please. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm asking. All right, Ian. Been good. awesome as always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks again. And, uh yeah. Well we're not playing each other. So good luck this
1: week. Absolutely. You as well. I'll talk to you, brother. Sounds good.
0: All right. Bye. All right. Bye.